Welcome to a special instant reaction podcast for WrestleMania 37 Night 2. Tonight, we have the official Team Turnbuckle trio to break down all the action from Night 2 of WrestleMania 37. I am your host and still reigning, defending Universal Champion, head of the table, Chief Keith Fleming, with me as always. Sam, the shooter how and ravishing, I got the Rocks title, Ron L. Tinsley. What's going on, guys? I'm a little disappointed, not going to lie. I thought the, the main event saved it, but I, I, I thought that uh, overall, good mania. One of the better ones of the last decade. Definitely a good mania. Um, interesting enough, I mean, and maybe it's just me, um, I kind of thought night one was better than night two. Oh no, it was. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if there. There might be people out there, but if they are, they deserve to get sweet chin music. If you think night two is better than night one, uh, in fact, I think if you rank the matches, two or three maybe from night two would be in the top nine. Because uh, I mean, it just that's how much better. Um, there's basically one match. I'm not gonna get back into it again from night one that would not be there, but the rest of them are all very solid. Uh, for me though, the big takeaway, honestly, and I know this is, you know, more big picture, but it's just so good to have a crowd back. Even if it was a smaller one, it was just nice to see faces, to hear a reaction, uh, real the, reaction. the ooze and exactly the, the ooze and ahs. Uh, and that was one interesting thing that RC brought up last night real quick. Is it because of the mass? They did not do nearly the crowd reactions that they normally do. And it was really surprising because AEW, they've been doing, you know, small crowds for a while. They they still do plenty of uh, fan reactions. They really, it, it seemed like a conscious decision that they were not going to show the crowd very much. Uh, yeah, I think that, so first of all, I think that, you know, the last thing, because I think the WWE is under a microscope. I think the last thing you want is to have somebody caught with a mask down or doing, you know, you just don't, you don't want to risk that. I That's thought a very that, good point. Yep. Um, and I, I think that was it. I also thought, you know, some people commented on the sound. I thought that there was a lot of uneven sound. You know, the Tamina, for example, got probably the biggest pop of her career. And I think that they had the crowd, they were just like, how, how loud is the crowd going to get for a Tamina match? Correct. And uh, I think that they, so they under, you know, the, whereas they lowered the sound for edges. Um, so, you know, when he yeah, came Yeah, there out. was some definitely there. Let's get right into the, the highlights. Unfortunately, me and RC last night, and by the way, uh, Ivy Sports Network, that's where you'll find this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor. Me and RC did uh, the instant reaction to night one. There was a lot more highlights uh, last night than there will be tonight, but uh, there's still some good ones. I mean, the number one highlight is without a doubt a main event, which probably saved the night two from really getting a lot of ridicule and a lot of backlash from fans. I joked uh, on the Facebook thread and uh, the Ivy Sports group that, you know, WWE's logic, right? We surprised everybody with a better than expected night one of WrestleMania. So we've got this night two WrestleMania that, Looks like it's going to be star-studded and great. Let's just make it kind of a wank, wank, wank. But, uh, I, I, you know, we were talking all day that 
there was no way that Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns didn't deliver. It was going to come down to booking, to me, was the one decision where they're going to do something really bad. I thought the match was booked very well. And to me, the first thing I'm going to think of, and it was what I asked you guys the minute the match was over, had anyone ever won a triple threat that match is Roman Reigns pinned both Daniel Bryan and Edge on top of each other. Um, you want to talk about making a statement for Reigns? You know, it's the Reigns era. I think I think we know that now moving forward. Uh, Ronnell, that was an unbelievable spot, right? Oh, totally. Um, I completely love the fact that he just took Edge's um, concerto. I was like, oh, okay, well, he's incapacitated. I think I'll just do the same to you. Make this nice and neat. Honestly, you're very much right that it definitely saved night two, but phenomenal match. Sam, I, it I took thought, five tries, right, for Reigns to get his WrestleMania moment, but here I, we are, and it was worth the wait. I, you know, the thing that I joked about on uh, the With Spandex uh, Discord was finally, you know, the show ends with Roman Reigns holding up a title, showered in booze, and it was finally <laughs> intentional. <laughs> um, the, you know, the, he has been, he was so good. I thought that the heel moment of, him winning, you know, very clearly he won only because of Jey Uso and acting like he had won himself was great. I thought that he was great as usual. Um, I wasn't even, and this is going to sound shocking, that disappointed that Daniel Bryan lost. How can you be? I mean, like with what the story they've been telling with Reigns, I don't know how you can be upset because it was just booked perfectly. All three guys look great. I mean, Edge is fucking 50 years old. He looked incredible. Uh, I've been saying it now for a few months. He's a, he looks in better shape now than I think at any time in his career. The dude's actually now a little bit bigger and still ripped like he was early in his career. But, you know, again, just talking about Reigns, because that's, that's going to be the main thing that we're going to remember probably from night two of Mania and, you know, probably with the exception of Bianca Belair of this Mania, you know, years down the road. RC made a great point about how he made them wait on his his intro and that just says so much about where reigns is right now as a heel and a character to the point that i don't know about if you guys reached this to where i was like is something wrong like where is he uh and no he was just taking a sweet ass time and i thought that was actually just a really great play along with like you said with jay so he's just like we've been saying for so long he's firing on all cylinders and it's like he's still adding more wrinkles as he goes along and personally i am just thrilled to have this version of roman reigns did he level up sam i saw that several people in the group said he leveled up and i love that analogy i thought that he that they had for so long i mean so it's very interesting when we talked about him having his wrestlemania moment that for a long time that it felt like they didn't really pull the trigger on him. You know, he lost to Brock at 31. That was um, literally, they pulled the trigger at the last minute. If you watch the, you know, the documentary on the 24 of uh, that WWE and with reports and stuff. Um, the, um, the, uh, the ultimately the, and then you had him wrestle triple H in a 27 minute match. It should have been 10 minutes. Uh, you had him wrestle 
uh, the Undertaker in, um, you know, if you're trying to get him over his face. Why the low he- point of Taker's career physically, like in the ring. Um, and then you have him lose to Brock again at Mania 34. And so here we are. So, yeah, I think that the, this is an emphatic statement. I wish it was the one – I wish he'd won at 31, truthfully, so that we could have, you know, sort of one way or another shit or get off the pot. And yeah, in some ways, though, pretty cool that, you know, he caught, you talked about he lost to Brock the second time. He got leukemia after that, left. I think in a lot of ways that made some fans who were – you know, putting him in that John Cena care, you know, category already sort of realized what he was and, you know, at least his talent and he wasn't been booked, you know, all this wasn't his fault. And I think his reaction has been different ever since then. And, and that's got to give you more confidence. I don't care what anybody says. If that many people, you know, don't like you and a lot of fans were treating him that way, it's got to affect your performance. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, I, I know that one of the things that we like to talk about is, you know, faces are supposed to get cheers. Um, heels are supposed to get jeers. But when you've been a face for so long and they're, you know, putting you in the positions that they put Roman in so often and the fact that they still wouldn't cheer the way that you would uh, traditionally hear for a face. Yeah, I would imagine that had to affect the psyche a bit. But, you know, he's taken all of that and he's turned it into diamonds right now. Sam, do you want to go to the kick? Because we're let's do the we're going to stay with the highlights. Do you want to go with KO, Sammy Zayn, or do you want to go with Biggie Apollo? Because I, I felt like both of them were. Oh, uh, see, I, KO Sammy is the one. Go that ahead. I would yeah, say. let's 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 um, start there. I thought that it was a little short. I wish that they'd had. I think that they actually would have had an all timer. Should uh, that I have been the opening match? I felt like it. It would have made more sense. I mean. You couldn't have done much worse than what they chose. Right, but I'm just talking about from a sense of looking at that card, I really thought if any of the matches is going to open, that was really what I thought it would be because they weren't going to have a title match. I didn't feel like two, you know, uh, nights in a row. Um, I think that I really wish that they had had more time. Um, I, the, you know, I, I thought that it was fine, and I thought that given – the fact that the the WWE scene, for whatever reason, I think that I felt like they wanted to get, this is what's insane to me about this. So the match with The Fiend and Randy Orton seemed like they knew was going to get a bad reaction. And they wanted to get that reaction out of the way. And so they had that match first and then they had the women's tag match, which raised the question, why do that? If you thought they were gonna have bad reactions. Um, But I wish that uh, KO versus Sammy had gotten the time that the tag match had gotten, basically, which felt like it got a lot more. I thought KO came out of this looking like a huge star. You know, beat Sammy pretty convincingly and with a lot of great spots. And he got to stun Logan Paul, which I thought was... That's going to trend. I'm sure bonus. we'll see that all over social media and probably on you know entertainment tonight and, and things like that. Uh, it seems like KO really took to heart Ron L the kind of clunker with Chris Jericho a few years ago, because his mania matches since uh, arguably you could say, you know, kind of stole the show, you know, I guess that's a little cliche at this point, but just really were great matches, even though they weren't high marquee matches on the card. No, you're totally right. Especially, I mean, we look at last year's and 
the amazing match that him and Seth put on, you know, him putting his body completely on the line. And he turned around and just put a, a great tra uh, traditional style match. Um, you know, I know we had talked about on the preview show that we had expected him and Sammy to put on a great show. And, you know, like Sammy said, if we had a little more time, this could have been another one of those really instant classics, but no, they, those guys put on a great performance and the fact that he got the stun and give a nice F you to uh, one of the Paul brothers definitely put a smile on my face. Is it bad, Sam, that part of me wanted uh, this match to end with them teaming up and becoming a tag team because they both realized that, you know, Logan Paul's a giant douche and they just <laughs> basically beat the crap out of him? No, I think that's natural. I, you know, the other thing that kind of is like retroactively curdling with me is I wish that all of the stupid bullshit with Hogan, you know, the stuff with the him and Can we talk about the pirate thing real quick at the beginning? Like, what did Titus do? He's like the man of the year, does all this humanitarian work, and they reward him by having to co-host with a guy that, you know, at best is a borderline racist. I mean, we can pretty much say with his behavior, he's a racist. And then put him in those stupid pirate, you know, outfits. I was hoping, you know, waiting for him to have, you know, your, your joke at the end of the night where one of them was going to say for tonight, you know, Edge is the rated R superstar. I mean, it was <laughs> one of the most ridiculous outfits I've ever seen. It's like, what did Titus do? I mean, what did Bailey do? Touche. Mm. Like, it's like, listen, I my problem with that is not that Bailey got her comeuppance because what happens to a heel, it's that yet again the WWE comes out and says to us, "Hey, the people that you watch week in and week out are not as important or as cool as the people who've left," and it's. I was hoping that was going to be Io, to be honest, because of it. You know, it looks like she's probably getting ready to move on after losing her title. I thought it would have been great if she showed up or, you know, Carrie saying, I know she, I don't know if she's coming back, uh, but I, I'm completely with you that it just. Or Charlotte, like literally yeah. anybody who's there weekend and we, fuck it, Lacey Evans, I would have been like. Pregnant, waddling down there. Ron L, I think the surprise of the night was Seamus beating Riddle for the, the U.S. title, right? Absolutely. And big up and big shout out to Seamus because honestly, it was a really great match and I wasn't expecting this, but you know, we had been talking about it for a while. Seamus has looked like gold for the last few months. So honestly, this isn't a bad thing. We've, we've got another United States champion who's, you know, a bigger dude. He's really great and he's brutal. So it's going to be, you know, tough to take it off of him. And, you know, him and Riddle just put it put it on great. I love the fact that he actually busted Riddle's mouth with that bird kick at the end. I'm glad that, you know, both him and McIntyre were rewarded for the unbelievable feud that they had that, you know, probably was supposed to be for the world title. Things changed and it wasn't. And I know you're probably going, well, McIntyre lost, Keith. He has said for months the one thing he wanted to be was the first guy to come out in front of that crowd. And WWE did allow them to, him to have that moment. And I think that's why, you know, we talked about this last night, not being crazy about the world title leading off the card. But when people reminded me that he has, he said it, I think, in three or four interviews, that he really wanted to be that first guy, you know, to, to be in front of a crowd when they reopen. It's cool that they gave him that moment. And, again, it's a huge surprise for me, Sam, that Sheamus won this match, but he definitely deserves it for what he's done, uh, you know, since he's came back. 
So I, I had two questions about this. First of all, the the birds, did, the, the graphic with the birds flying out of Matt Riddle's crotch, like, did, like I was like, I am not high enough for this to make sense. Um, <laughs> like, is there any explanation for that, or was it just like? Anybody? Rob like, Van Dam showed up, and then that, after that, you know, I was going to say maybe it was the branding <laughs> thing that Van Dam was talking about. And that's my number two. Did you guys think that was an ad lib? Because I do not think Vince McMahon wants somebody advertising rolling papers on WrestleMania. If it is, I'm sure that we will hear something about it uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to to guess that that would be the moment. Do you guys though think let, let's let's get to this part of that match? Because I agree with you. I think it was one of, uh, again, a really good match. And, you know, Rano, we talked about this today earlier. I love the fact that the matches were typically short. Like last night, none of the matches were over 20 minutes. Tonight, most of the matches were, you know, under 20 minutes. I agree with, with Sam that of all the matches, I definitely wish KO and Sam would have got a little bit more time. But I would rather them air, uh, you know, on a little too short than going too long. But do you think that this is going to be one of the – because we, we know from experience WrestleMania programs typically go on for another at least pay-per-view, sometimes two. Is Riddle going to end up getting back this win? Or do you think that they're maybe moving on to whoever's going to be the next U.S. champ is the you know the person that obviously dethroned Sheamus? I don't know. I'm, I'm almost leaning towards uh, that they won't. But they could keep this program going because um, before in years past, and guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Backlash being called WrestleMania Backlash. Last year, I think, was the only year that I know that they did it. Because okay. I remember last year being like, what the hell? Uh, so maybe they're just leaning into what we already know, that typically the WrestleMania feuds last a little bit longer uh, than just WrestleMania, which I think is a mistake. I think that WrestleMania should kind of be, you know, for the most part, you know, blow off feuds. Uh, I, I heard Sam obviously say that he would have not considered it, you know, necessarily a highlight. Right now, I really enjoyed the Biggie Apollo Cruz match. Uh, a little surprised again that Apollo Cruz would get the win. I think he needed it, uh, but just Biggie has been booked so strongly, and you know, this is a really big stage for him, first time in front of crowds. But uh, we're, what did you think of that match? No, I thought it was a really good match. I like the way they um, played it all out. Biggie looked extremely strong, even while dropping the strap. So, honestly, what you had said earlier about this being the guys in Mission Control starting their countdown is likely right. Yeah, I, I, by the way, I was. Uh, I, I can't tell you how thrilled I was just to realize it was just like like the main street music match or whatever the bird, like whatever the, the matches that they have where they're just like a no DQ match with some weapons. All right. Like it was not going to be like an uncomfortable conversation match. Like, it's almost like the, yes, the Christmas, right. Where like, they'll call it like a, you know, I don't know, a jingle jangle match. You're like what the hell is that? And people are hitting, you know, with, uh, with candy canes and Christmas trees and stuff. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, the, uh, the guy that, and I apologize, I know I should know this, but the guy Avocado. that helped. Avocado? He was the one right from Raw Underground. That's where yeah, we sir. saw him last. Apparently he went to Cuba and was running it while Sammy was uh, on <laughs> his uh, conspiracy theory. That's a great <laughs> matchup though, right? Because with the work that Apollo's been doing to give him some muscle, 
Uh, and and so I'm assuming by his outfit that that's what it's going to be, right? That he's going to basically be part his, of his, yeah, his henchman or, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call him. That's a good pairing. I love it. I love giving him a good heater. Um, gosh, there was something while you were saying right before this, I was going to say, and I forgot, but absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, no. I wanted to shout out Jason Gilmartin for the the meme he had shared in that thread talking about uh, uh, almost uh, stopped working the door for five minutes of raw underground and Dabakato escaped. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if Dabba's going to be part of um, Apollo's quote-unquote royal guard or something like that, no, no, no. Ed, he's going to be a, a great heel champion. Now he's got a heater, which will help him um, likely hold on to it for a little while. I dug how they did it. We're going to have to find another, uh, you know, comparison than Diesel and Sean, though, because we've got two of them going now with Omos and AJ and obviously this pairing as well. This feels a little less like Diesel and Sean because of how big Apollo is. By the way, one thing that I do, uh, like, apparently he's going to be called Commander Aziz. Wow. They're leaning Uh, into it. But he's Nigerian by way of Poland. Oh, cool. Oh, all right. Right on. Um, uh, the and so, like, I mean, at the very least, you know, worse things. Um, hey, they're doing it right, and they actually have an actual representative. <laughs> and I thought actually one thing that was interesting to me about like where does Riddle go from here? I wonder if he might go after Lashley after he. I, I feel like we're gonna have rematches at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, for a lot of these, you know, the, the, and the winner will then go on and we'll move on from there for the summer titles. So I know that, uh, Sam, I guess was not a big fan. I know that Ron L said that, you know, he didn't like the finish obviously in the Rhea Oscar match. And I mean, it's not even so much like the finish. Me and Ron L are on the same boat. There's just, man, Oscar just. It just seems like she can't ever win a big match. Anytime it's a big marquee match, she comes up on the short side of it. And it, it is really surprising when you remember how she was introduced. You know, you had the streak in NXT, uh, comes in, wins the Rumble, you know, after being undefeated in WWE for a considerable amount of time. And then they lost to Charlotte at Mania. And then ever since then, it just seems like every big match. I mean, even her getting the title, uh, last year, you know, Becky kind of handed it to her because she was pregnant. But I, I, I said it, you know, when she came up, Rhea is going to be so much fun in this women's division because, I mean, boy, is she a hoss. And when you think that the WWE's women's division was already, I felt like the strength of WWE, especially at the top. And now you got Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and EO we know is probably not too far behind either. Like, Holy crap. I want to see like the old school WCW uh, what they call it the Crockett cup or whatever those uh-huh, eight man uh-huh. tournaments they'd have where they'd all face each other. Like, you know, just eject that into my veins and let them go. Uh, and seriously. And I, I don't even know if it could be uh, eight people because I mean, if you look at the top, if you add, EO, then we've got our Bailey, Charlotte, Bianca, um, hopefully Rhonda and Becky coming back. I mean, things are looking extremely bright for the women's division in WWE right now. So the my problem with the women's title match generally follows with my problems with most of the matches of the night, other than the main event. 
which is I felt like they were two thirds of a match that like they never got past. Like they were about to get to the part where things get kind of insane and really go, you know, to 11. And they never really got there. It was the same problem that the AJ Nakamura matches had, where it was like two thirds of a really good New Japan match. Like that's kind of boring. Uh, How about compared to that? I mean, like, I understand what you're saying, but I felt like the AJ Nakamura matches were not very good. I, I you know, Ron am I the only one that, like, I really enjoyed the, the Rhea Asuka match. I thought it was good. It was hard. No, I, I enjoyed everything with the exception of who won. And it's not that I'm not a fan of Rhea because I absolutely love Rhea. And like I had said in the thread, you know, the fact that they had cut her legs out from underneath her in Last Mania, where I felt that she should have went over Charlotte, they turned around and, you know, they repaid it to her by, you know, putting a bigger strap on her. So Does Raw have an issue, though, of like, where do you go from here? I am worried about that. If Becky's not coming back, I mean, I'm assuming Oscar's obviously. Well, actually, let's let's get that joke out of the way. I incorrectly called Becky coming back on Friday Night SmackDown, the first night of WrestleMania, the second. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that she's going to show up tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to at least take one more shot at next Friday SmackDown. But no, Becky is obviously still recovering from her pregnancy. Good for her. By the way, the tidbit that she gave or Stephanie Hickman gave in the Bill Simmons interview that she pitched getting jumped in the maternity ward is just shows Becky is a maniac and she Hardcore. will be back sooner uh, rather than later. But I mean, where do they go? I guess Charlotte. I mean, do you really run that back right away? I mean, I just, I do kind of wonder after Oscar, where do you go? Cause SmackDown's division right now seems to have the better, you know, female stars. Yeah. They're definitely a little thinner on the raw side. So I'm assuming uh, knock wood that they at least allow Oscar a chance to run it back. Um, I highly doubt that they would let this uh, play out for another five weeks for a rematch on Backlash. So after that, I don't know. I mean, I imagine it would have to be Charlotte. But then again, um, maybe the superstar shakeup will be coming up soon where, you know, we'll get a couple of faces over on Raw and um, a viable challenger. I also don't want to throw, like, not to be overly negative, but I do not think that uh, EO will be any bigger of a deal on Raw or SmackDown than Oscars. Really? Well, I guess yeah. it is a similar issue of, like, yeah, so unbelievable think... in the ring, but, like, what's going to be her, you know, gimmick, personality, et cetera? No, actually, I, th I don't think that. I think that unless she speaks perfect English... No, that's what my point is, is like, she's not going to be able to get over with that. Like, she's great in the ring, but like the character is going to be an issue, just like with Asuka. Like, there's just but not. I, I don't see. I don't think Asuka's character is a problem. I think that they're, I mean, OK, look, I'm not going to dance around it. I think that the fact is, is that the WWE, mainly Vince McMahon and the yes men like Bruce Pritchard have a racist assumption that if you can't talk, you can't get a character over. Just fucking stupid, because Asuka got over in uh, NXT. And I, I think... I will say, though, that, I mean, she really has not gotten that over. And it is hard. Like, it, it is hard. Like, I can't remember one wrestler in WWE, WF, or WCW that has gotten really big over that is not, you know, great at talking. Like, they need a manager Goldberg. or some... Who? Goldberg. Okay, there's one. I mean... We, yeah, you're right. We don't have a long list of people that could do that. 
I mean, then I, stick, I mean, then stick a manager. It just, it's very. No, I'm with you on that. And how about maybe put Neo and Oscar together? No, no, two, two, two. I'm, I'm race sorry. Deal. No, no, no. Uh, that's what I'm I don't, asking. I don't, yeah. I don't. I just don't want a, a redo of the Kabuki Warriors. Touche, yeah. touche. Uh, the there's no other way to do it. We got to get to some of the low lights. We've already gone over Hogan and Titus in their pirate costumes again. I don't know what Titus did. Uh, actually, one more highlight. Bailey was arguably the MVP of 2020. She was my MVP of 2020. She was not on the card. The, the reports are she's not injured. Stephanie confirmed that again uh, in the Bill Simmons interview. So unless they're just pulling the wool over, she's not injured. She didn't have a spot on that card. And just what an amazing person. A, for her to be so funny and interactive in these little backstage skits that normally would go to somebody not of her stature. The fact that she made some very sweet tweets that stayed in character about Bianca and Sasha. There was a photo of her and Sasha uh, with their arms around each other after Sasha had lost the title. Uh, I just absolutely love Bailey. And I again, love her low blow at the Bellas. <laughs> John Cena go ahead, is yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. Oh, Come on, you got to say it. Say it. Come on, in case somebody missed it. Like, hello, uh, hello John Cena's not here. It reminded me of right the uh, Bella wanted to be like I'm not with him anymore. I'm well, with it David. reminded right of the uh, what's my girl AJ Lee's unbelievable uh, burn about you know basically you know them both being able to uh, knock on the door at the two guys. But I mean, really, Sam, like Bailey, you know, a lot of people would not take, you know, I don't even know how you call that a demotion, basically and seemed to enjoy it and just be such a team player, but she was. And I, I really hope they reward her in the future because it is one thing that makes me sick out of everything is the fact that they really did seem to cater to the people that were, you know, the MVPs of 2020 is a very difficult year. And Bailey was kind of the one person who was just kind of left off. Yeah. Which is uh, disappointing. You know, it was disappointing. And, and the fact that it was all used ultimately for a segment with the Bellas. Yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, I did like her, though, making fun of Hogan and them in the NWO. Um, the Fiend-Orton match, let's get into it. Low lights. Actually, one more highlight. The Fiend's entrance was amazing. Like, the the uh, except for Michael Cole calling it a jack-in-the-box. Thanks a lot, Michael Cole. Like, no, 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 no. A jack-in-the-box-like structure. Jack-in-the-box. Is that what he said? I missed the, like, <laughs> yes. structure. Oh, my God. That's like, even like, worse. Jack in the, like, I love what it. is a jack-in-the-box, then? If that's a jack-in-the-box-like structure. <laughs> like structure. Maybe it was a... Uh, for illegal reasons, he had to say like structure. So I, I love that. And then after that, I don't understand basically anything about the match. I don't, I loved, I don't know. And I apologize. Somebody in the, the comment thread said the fiends unstoppable to anything except for an RKO from Randy Orton, apparently, because it just was one, right. And he was done. Yeah. Uh, which is also what led to him being caught on fire. The man was burned alive. We talked about this in, in the preview. I thought there was no way he doesn't go over. He was literally burned alive. Come on, and then give me he some Jason Voorhees action, man. Match. Like, I don't get it. And then uh, can one of y'all explain what Jason was trying to say, the logic that people were talking that literally made my brain explode with Alexa? Her being Sister Abigail. Yeah, what, what was it? I mean, listen... You know how, and this is one of those things that I talk about where where you show me that somebody's not worth a shit. That's what I, you showed me with Bray. And and there was a joke that I stole that, uh, you know, I said, what did 
the Wyndham or the Rotunda family do oh, to Vince. And somebody joked that uh, joked that IR, Vince asked for an extension on his taxes, and IRS denied him. Um, good lord, man! Like, he, so Bray gets what very easily could have been a stupid gimmick in the Wyatt family over. So they just have him lose and lose and lose. After he was Husky Harris, don't you know? Forget that that they scattered him with a really dumb gimmick. You know, basically calling him fat. He somehow survives, gets the Bray Wyatt character, makes that work, and then go ahead. I'm sorry, I just I always, people they, forget they, that they 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 fuck that dog, <laughs> and make him. You know, he he has to leave. So then he gets the Firefly Funhouse, which again, by all you know standards of of knowledge, should not get over. Remember the reactions to the Mister Rogers before we knew the fame? Like it was pretty rough. Yeah, I remember watching it at the gym and just being like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." And so instead we get, you know, and then he gets that over and they do the stupid orange light at Hell in a Cell. He loses to Goldberg and then he loses. He gets lit on fire and we're doing some goofy Ultimate Warrior bullshit from 1992. And he loses to Randy Orton by single RKO. It's just like, it's just disheartening. And that was really. The Alexa Bliss thing though, because I know somebody was trying to explain it. And I really am trying to learn it because I don't get it. Are they saying that like, Alexa was Sister Abigail, and that's like I just don't get what they were saying. The the it had something to do with the, the same way. I think the argument was was that I mean, and you want to talk about reaching here, right? I'm just it's, trying to figure this out. The same way that Bray uh, has the fiend, the demon that is the fiend inside of him, right? Is that Alexa has Sister Abigail, and Bray seeing that, or the fiend seeing that, um, was why he lost. I hate the fiend losing because the feet like if you want to get the character over and have Bray lose, that's fine. But the fiend should be bulletproof. That should be what we're talking about with Finn Balor, right? The other night that it's like, that's the the reason they got rid of the demon is because what I was talking about, like, why wouldn't he always show up at the demon? Why would, why would you ever show up as Finn Balor, especially for big matches? And I completely agree. And they, you know, they did that early. Remember where Bray lost that match. Uh, Who was that against that? He he came out. It was wrong. It's right. And he came out right. just as the, you know, yowie wowie Bray. And it, that made a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, Sam, where do you go at this point with the fiend who, again, as Sam was saying, he's got this character over twice now. Like a lot of people thought it was losing steam. And then it kind of, I mean, he got a huge reaction. Uh, and then, I mean, like, where do you go from here? I don't particularly care. I'm until I am not going to really pay attention or invest in a Bray Wyatt storyline, the theme, until they give me a reason to. Because every time, every time, he looks like a fucking goof when it comes time to matter. So why should I care if they don't care? They've given me, the company has given me no reason to care. They give me no reason to think that they see him as important. So why should I? Ron L is, is, I mean, not only do we, where do we go with the, the fame from here, but I mean, Randy Orton has got to be the baddest mofo, you know, on the roster technically right now, because he, you know, set a dude on fire. He was supernatural and came back and then he beat him again. With one finish, one. With one finisher. I mean, like at this point, I don't know. Um, 
Maybe if Randy Orton's supernatural. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, if we don't get a, if we're not gonna get a run back <laughs> with uh, Drew and Bobby, which it doesn't seem like we will, um, maybe we get a short program with um, Randy. And well, I'd love Lashley. to see Lashley just destroy Orton at a couple of pay per views. That that man Sam would be like rubbing his nipples shirtless somewhere <laughs> during that, right? No, uh, because, because Orton doesn't put anybody over. Who comes? Then this is RC made this point. Think about the guys who came out of feuds with Cena, who looked better. Mm-hmm. You know, he made Brock Lesnar the that the, the, everyone forgets this, and no one gives Cena the credit, which was that we just talked about this the other day. Prior to the the just absolutely trucking Cena, Brock Lesnar, other than the like the streak thing, people were still like, well, that doesn't seem like a very good idea. You know, there was that. Kevin Owens came out. Uh, Punk was made. You know, Punk was the guy. Sami Zayn, when he first came up, I felt like was made a real full roster guy by having that match with Cena when he was still on NXT. Yeah, and and he got if he hadn't gotten hurt, there was a lot of momentum there. Um, that and that's my point. And so, who? Has Randy Orton ever had a feud with who came out of it looking better? He couldn't even make Cody and uh, what's his name, you know, when they were Evolution. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Evolution. The uh, What were they? The, Legacy. Uh, yeah, Legacy. one coming out of that feud. Uh, one more match we got to talk about. And again, it's just like what I said last night. It's not the women. It's just the way they book and the decisions. They made, I'm assuming, the right decision with Nia and Shayna winning. I don't really care, though, like, to be honest. And, you know, RC made a very good point last night. They've got to get back, or they need to get to building women's tag teams. The one women's tag team that they had involved in these two matches was the Riot Squad, who had earned a, you know, match before. Obviously, they didn't win, but it seems like all these teams are just thrown together, and that's not going to work. Yeah, big shout out to uh, our Vince um, RC because I was clapping listening to that because um, after I had shared it this morning, I was literally listening to it, uh, the reaction podcast. And when he said that, like, I just stopped what I was doing and applauded because it's like, yes, there was no reason to break up the Iconics. Yes, we need more Riot Squad. Like Mandy and Sonia. Yep. Like, what the hell? Um, you know, especially now that we have Sonya back, I mean, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that she'll uh, get back in the ring. But, you know, you, you had established tag teams or give them time to be more established, if you would. So it, it completely make, makes no sense. Um, I'm personally, like we had stated many times before, looking forward to having Shayna as a solo because mm-hmm. you know they they had brought her in she was red hot you know they had put her right in the title picture which you know we had disagreed with because we got exactly what we got what do you, where do we go with this badass oh i know we'll team her with this immovable object and she'll be good but no let's naya has she? a better place in the singles division now too because i mean like Bianca, you know, slamming Nia at a a pay-per-view down the road would be a moment. Like, I don't believe that's happened yet since Nia's been on the roster. I mean, we have some women now that... Tamina slammed her tonight. Oh, did I miss that? Mm Mm-hmm. See, he do a great right. slam. It was kind of the uh, the I kind of the Andre one. I was paying attention during that match, but 
Uh, I don't mean this to be as mean as it sounds, sure. but it was sort of the Luger slamming Yokozuna. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I know exactly what you're talking about on the tour or whatever. The, yeah. The, the Alaska Express tour. Yeah. Like when he came like on the helicopter. Uh, I'm going to take the contrarian position here. Sure. And this, this is going to surprise people. I think that this was the best women's tag match involving Tamina and Natalia that I've seen. I think that oh, the match was fine. I, I, don't, I don't want it to sound that way. The, no, I, just, I, I, I actually, well, I, so let me, so first of all, I think that it, I was actually surprised by it. I think that if two points about this, first of all, I wish that Natal, I wish that it had been uh, Lana and uh, yeah, to pay off the storyline they've been doing, but if they were going to lose, I see why they did it. I also would like to say that, if this match had been, you know, let's say that we flip Sami Zayn and KO and the uh, Fiend Orton match, I think that this match is a lot more well regarded. I think that I same was, thing for me. I just, you know, basically admitted that I was not really paying attention because I was already bored, frustrated, you know, looking on the internet twenty minutes into the pay per view. And but I thought that it was, you know, that, that there was a Tamina hot tag that people were hot like. And that, and I'm not, God bless, you know, she's worked for a long time. I don't want to be mean about it, but she is, you know, I just thought that it was a, you know, for the four people involved, for the matches that they've had, um, somebody did make a joke that they needed to atomic, give uh, Nia an atomic drop because that was like her, her King Hippo weak spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I really feel bad that they had to go on after what was so infuriating to so many people and and you know in fairness for you know um the uh tamina and natalie you know they had to go on last night after a world championship match it was really good so in both situations they were kind of in a no-win uh anything else we want that we missed because we have kind of gone over the time that we want to for just this instant reaction podcast. No. Actually, how about this? How about a grade? Give me a grade for both night one, night two, and overall. Um, I'll say night one, uh, like I said, in the group was an A. Night two, I'm probably going to lean probably towards a B minus, C plus. Um, so overall, I would probably give it a solid B. Are you going to grade it the same way? Because I can go and tell you, Ron L just graded it for me. That was exactly what I was going to say. It was an A night one. I would say B minus C plus, depending on my mood uh, for night two, and a B overall, because it was a lot of fun. I would overall. go with that as well. I would say I'm not going to go B minus. I would definitely say C plus. <laughs> but let me say this. I think that it shows how important the, a good main event is, mm -hmm. because I think that when that is the last. Oh, it saved night two for sure. And I mean, I think that it also helped night one. I think that remember last year, the Boneyard match, Rita being the main event, really, I think, gave that something. I think that the uh, 35 was too long, but, you know, that sort of Cena thing. Rock, the first Cena Rock, I know you're not a big fan of it, but I felt like the first Cena Rock match really kind of made that pay-per-view, because you're right, I went back and watched that top to bottom. That's not a very good pay-per-view. I, I can say the one thing I did kind of like, even though, you know, we were talking about um, how night two could have been better if we had, uh, you know, switched the matches about a bit. I did kind of like the fact that we ended on four straight title matches. 
there's something about that that just kind of tickles me in the right way. One last thing, surprised at all the title changes. I mean, goodness gracious, I was thinking about it. You have the IC title, the U.S. title, uh, the women's, both women's, both women's world titles. Uh, you know, the men's obviously did not change. That's a lot of title changes. I'm not. I actually and the tag titles. I'm sorry. Actually, almost an, an AJ. Oh yeah, yeah that that's a right. A lot of title changes. Quite honestly, this time around, on I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing. I, I didn't mind it, um, especially with uh, the Riddle one because that was the one I least expected, mm -hmm. and they turned a great match and told a pretty powerful story with it. And I thought that that was the one where like i felt like if we had taken the cumulative if you had cut five minutes off of the uh women's tag match and cut five minutes you know of the you know if we cut down way down on the hogan stuff um and some of the recaps and you know things i just didn't think were needed you could have gotten I, I I just I actually it's interesting. I thought that the shorter matches hurt night two way more than night one. All right, you got anything you want to plug, Rano? Uh just my usual, um harvestcreditors.com. Got any uh issues on your credit report? You can uh get at me, find me at official Ronel Tinsley on Instagram, Ronel Tinsley on Facebook. Um Mention the Team Turnbuckle podcast and save $100 on starting your services, including the ability to write your li living will, trust and power of attorney, and just get that credit score higher. Uh, the only other thing, um, like we said at the beginning, IB Network Podcast Feed, find us on Spotify, Anchor, rate us on Apple, um, comment, leave us five stars, share with your friends, and you know, just loving what we're doing um getting we're getting ready to uh drop that um mega powers pod um i've actually talked with a few of my friends personally and you know i've got i know that there's at least a few people that are excited about it so i'm pretty sure that um we're we pray that you're gonna like it a lot um big shout out to sammy for all the work that he's put in to get in that one together um, I'm just going to plug just again, uh, the steel ring post. I'm going to plug, um, Emily Pratt, Emily of Pratt and Fanbite, where she does new Japan. Um, and just the hardest working man in podcasting. I really, you know, we're, we're getting to almost a year that we've been doing this and I've, I would not do this if I didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm not somebody who, uh, does stuff for any other reason at this point with my time is very valuable to me. So I love doing this with you guys. Uh, definitely want to plug the RB sports podcast network, um, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we will be me and Joe getting together tomorrow to do the Falcon and winter soldier uh, recap. Um, can't wait for I know, that. appreciate I know that Alan is getting into baseball uh, and, uh, Horse racing's right around the corner. We'll probably take a break in golf after the Masters. Congrats to Hideki Matsuyama being the first Japanese player to win both a major and the Masters. Uh, and uh, again, I want to, you know, obviously thank Ron Allen Sam for jumping on for this instant reaction. I want to really jump, uh, you know, thank everybody in the group for just unbelievable interaction on the threads for WrestleMania night one and two, well over like 1,200 comments. Uh, for the two days. It really does mean a lot to see people interacting and, you know, discussing and, you know, talking about things we love. So for Keith Lund, Chief 
Keith Fleming, Ravishing Ron L. Tinsley, Sam the Shooter Howell. This was an instant reaction on night two of WrestleMania 37, and we will see you guys soon.